What's up, Elise Squad? Elite Ginger here, back again with another podcast. This time we have episode number five of Messy Future. I hope you guys are having an awesome day, and I hope you enjoyed this beautiful podcast because it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna like it. So, this time we're gonna talk about philosophy. Yay, everybody loves philosophy. This philosophy involves materialism. Materialism is, well, whenever somebody's really linked into uh, having material objects, for example, if I am very into, like, very frightened about losing my phone, losing my computer and stuff, I feel that, um, in general, I feel like general materialism comes from having to pay for some things and having them valued, like, you paid for something. For example, I have talked before about my computer. My computer is, um, something I value a lot. It's a great device. It's not the best computer at all, but it has gone through so many things with me and I've got through so many things with it that I've come to give it some affection. It has become part of my heart that I'm I'm to the point that I actually love the computer. So it is very um, weird to see some people very emotionally linked to some objects that you won't really expect to actually be something that it's really that valuable but people do that for example there's can be people linked with a toy linked with a plushie i think the that uh plush toys are are a great part of people that are linked to them like a lot of people have this special emotional link towards a plushie toy which i did when i was younger i remember but i think this was more like an emotional stuff thing like not really something that about the material itself um, there's of course a lot of people that are into uh, plushies even at their adult age, but I feel like I shouldn't be like I always think about Harry Potter. If you guys don't know Harry Potter, well, there's this story in the seventh book. This story involves like um, having Voldemort, the greatest dark wizard, just basically uh, divide his souls and he sold into different parts, different objects. So basically, I feel like that's what people are doing. And everybody knows that have, has watched Harry Potter, that the more you divide the soul, you the less human you become, the less complete you are. So I believe that every part of your self should be uh, recited inside, inside of you. For example, in my case, I think that if my happiness recited in certain object, if my productivity resided in certain object, if me being sad um, depended on some on an object or something, that that shouldn't be happening because I feel like emotions and like material stuff really shouldn't be linked. For example, if my computer broke tomorrow, uh, of course I'll be very very like disappointed about it, but I I won't be left without anything. I I maybe I know people that. If their computers, if their computer breaks, they just won't assist class because their computer broke. In my case, I'll just say, okay, dang, I'll just go for my phone. Like I can give myself the opportunity, and that gives you like a way of of not really linking something special to something. If I wanted to go in a Zoom call, I can go from my computer, from my other computer, from my phone, from my iPad, maybe even from an Xbox. I don't know. But there's a lot of things that can go through, and you really shouldn't depend on certain things for you to, like, yeah, you shouldn't be that dependent on, on material stuff, because 
you came into this world with absolutely nothing. Maybe your parents had something. Maybe your parents gave you the first thing you ever owned or the first thing that could ever that could even be called yours at first. But that is not really like it's it's yours, but it's part of something. It's part of the world. It's part of commercialism. It's part of capitalism. And people uh, have that made that technically you have to say if you own something like if somebody makes a company and the company is worth millions of dollars and has a lot of shares in stocks is it really someone's company i mean it's somebody founded the company but you um somebody that bought a, a share can also say it's theirs you know there's a lot of things involved into ownership and it's just the way you think and if you think that you made something, even if you sell that, it's still yours because you made it, just belongs to someone else. That that can be a way to think. If you think that if you acquire something that's already yours, you might think that way. Or you might also think both ways depending on how you see it. If you buy something from a big store, you might say, oh, it's mine. Like, it's not that they care. But if you make some artwork, like, let's say a Twitch overlay, and you sell it to someone and then you see them use it, you're like, oh, that's mine. It's like, well, technically it's not yours because that person paid for it, you know? Of course, rights exist and everything, but it's really how you see the world. And we've talked about this before. The way people see the world really sometimes is the, the arise of conflicts and a lot of other stuff such as uh, misinformation or just misunderstandings. With, um, for example, I'm recording this on Wednesday, just just before election day. And I really don't know what's like what's gonna happen. Um, looking at my phone right now, there is no updates. Biden is going for two three eight and two thirteen, and you know what? I could care because it's United States, it's right at the north of my country. But that's not the guy that I should be worried about. I think I should be worried about my president. And maybe a lot of people will disagree on me in that. Um, lately, a lot of friends, most uh, friends of mine have been interested in biden they have all been like oh no why is trump winning and stuff and i respect that a hundred percent i don't believe i am uh in the position of telling people who they should vote for because first of all that's not my job and second of all i don't think i'm a hundred percent informed and since i'm not a hundred percent informed I cannot give that information, right? I'm not prepared. I'm not qualified for giving certain advice or information. The, the same goes for the what we're talking right now about materialism. I'm saying what I think about materialism, not what you should live. I'm not saying that people who own Lamborghinis should just not own them because it's just a car, you know, that costs a lot of money. And people might get really into the car because of the amount of money and work it costs to get it and maybe people like to live that way so first of all before actually starting to develop uh my ideas my my thinking and everything i gotta say if you agree with me that's cool if you don't that's cool too remember i'm just spreading my ideologies uh, what i think about the world it's called messy future because it's it really doesn't have a point it's just messy <laughs> like my future so um just bear with me with this you have, the, you have no right unless you're an actual expert, which I don't think somebody can be an expert in philosophy because philosophy is a way of thinking. And if people think different, you just cannot make somebody think the other way around unless there's something wrong involved. 
for example, um, how can you say pro-life, pro-choice is? Who's the better one? Well, I actually wrote this in a position paper for an MUN conference the other day. And, well, guess what? <laughs> I actually wrote, um, there has been movements about pro-life and pro-choice, which ne neither of them actually have um, a right point. And the moderator, I mean, I respect her for that. I, I, of course, changed it because, yeah, she corrected me on that. I had to change it. I wasn't going to debate on it. But the moderator told me, oh, well, whoever checked my paper told me, hey, please don't include your opinion in this topic. This was really weird. I didn't feel it was professional because if it were professional, my opinion maybe would have mattered. And in the other way, this was not really an opinion. If you look at it properly, it is not an actual opinion. I, I said there was no right or good side. That's, I mean, there's people that say not having an opinion gives you an opinion about not having one, but I don't think that's the way it works. Like if I say neither of them have a proper one, I'm saying I'm not getting into which one is the good one, which one is the bad one. I'm just saying there's two of them. And that was exactly what I was trying to achieve. But I guess since uh, as somebody will have expected me to say something is better or something, someone that is really into, I guess, against, really against abortion or really into accepting abortion, people might just be the, uh, expecting other people to believe the same they are. And when they don't, it kind of triggers that little part of them. So as somebody who actually had that, like I actually said that, that neither of them was correct because I didn't want to express my personal opinion because... I do have a, an opinion not really important at the debate, which I didn't include, but I still got um, corrected on the on the thing that I tried on, um, on specifying, like I tried to specify there's no real opinion in here because there's, there's not a study that says abortion is wrong, abortion is correct, because we, like, being right or wrong, good or bad, it's always such a, wow. Like, right or wrong, good or bad, the closest thing there is, it's to being legal and illegal. And there's places where there's legal and there's places where there's illegal. There's people that are against being legal or illegal. So there's really not a point on it. There's really not a study that says um, the it's better to to abort than not that to not abort or the other way around. And I feel like that's what people don't really understand that it's more really on personal belief yes there is extensive studies about what happens in each situation but you gotta say what's good in both as a society we normally develop common ideologies for example mass killing it's not something that uh, maybe people consider it wrong right in a way but maybe other people consider it wrong in another way you know that's why debates are from to get a major major opinion if uh, killing, maybe people say killing it's allowed because then that's the way you get rid of people. And then some people say, no, killing, you, you really have no right to killing someone or taking the life away from someone. And that's different ideologies. And most of the society believes in killing as it being something bad. Gun ownage, drug consumption, alcohol. Like there's just infinite things that people debate on them being right or wrong. And as many may give us harm, people can go around that harm justifying it. So we really never get to a point. That's why I tried to transfer that opinion into 
um, pro-life and pro-choice movements being really more of conscientizing people about what effects each option has. And, well, yeah, and, and, and really not show the good way, you know, there's not really the, the way to go, the way that will make you better, I don't know. So, enough about that. We are talking about materialism, there is no way of, of living, there is no actual template of living a life. There is no person that has discovered the key for something, like if you want to be, for example, if, if, if you want to be a doctor on the hospital of Boston, then you have to study here, then go to here, get these grades here, apply here, put this in your resume, um, go to college, maybe do this master's degree, and and then go to this place, then from there you're going to go. Like, there's no formula for life. There is, well, technically, mathematically speaking, there is a formula for the creation of the universe, you can look that up. It's pretty pretty interesting to watch. I really don't understand it, but it's pretty interesting to watch that there's actually the formula that describes life, like the creation of the universe. But there is no formula on how to live your life, how to act during life, how to be, how to exist. There is nothing there. And yes, as there might be things that you might avoid by common sense, maybe at the end they start to start working. For example, years ago, people will believe college dropouts will be like just disasters because they drop out of college but right now we see a lot of people who has which like that actually has worked for them and like they don't we don't complain about them because they they did good even if they drop out of college they knew where to go but it's as i said in the education system podcast it's all in opinions and materialism it's something that it's really touchy there because there's just really a lot of ways of living materialism the extreme way diogenes i don't know if you guys know what diogenes a philosopher who actually i think pewdiepie has some videos on him diogenes has was this philosopher which believed in being completely out of any material like ownership he didn't want to own anything he if like he he lived mostly naked he he ate whatever he could he didn't have a home like yeah he wasn't living the greatest life and he believed that that was the way to live just completely naked just completely away from any stuff that will influence him any like not owning anything because you came to this world owning nothing and you're gonna go owning nothing for example if you work so hard for something you're gonna leave things behind and that's a good way of thinking like okay i'm, I'm working for the future uh, people that say, why do I care about climate change? I'll be dead by the time it happens. But yeah, but what world are you leaving to people? There, People left your world. Even if it was unconsciously, people that lived before you left your world. And you should at least return the favor by leaving an okay world to next generations. Giving, given Amazon. Amazon is going to I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in that Amazon will persist that great things like Facebook, Instagram will still be existing for years ahead. Maybe with a couple changes, maybe with different acquirers, like people acquiring, but things like that will happen and we'll be ready for it because we know that that is inevitable. So why um, taking materials to the end of your life? Like why owning things? Well, 
you can own a lot of things that can help you live your life. A lot of people think as living life as being successful, working, being happy, etc. But uh, what does it take to make you happy? Some people say nothing, you can be happy or not. I don't believe that. I think there's objects that can make you happy for like there's people that says money doesn't buy happiness oh god give me a million dollars and you'll see how happy i am i think money doesn't buy happiness means that um if you're alone and you just get money you just will be alone and like if you don't if you don't try being happy money's not gonna make it for you and that's true like there's nothing that can make you do it but if I have money, that doesn't mean I won't be happy. I can still have a family that I'm happy with. There is just infinite options on on like different infinite ways to happiness that somebody can achieve. And that's on the individual to discover. So yeah, first of all, I encourage you to discover what makes you happy and strand to it. Because it's probably not um, like something like a material uh, thing. For example, my computer. I'm happy when I'm using my computer, but you can ask me, why are you happy when you're using your computer? Because I'm communicating stuff to other people. I'm creating content. I'm getting creative. So basically, I can say using my brain to get creative or entertainment can can be my my place to go for, for happiness. And any everybody should know that. Everybody should know what makes their emotions trigger, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. But when you realize it depends on an object, that's when you know you're doing something wrong. According to me, as I've said, if you don't believe in this, go ahead and just listen. Entertain yourself with this podcast, not really learn from it. But I don't think some like whenever your emotions reset on a specific object, you, you might get to change things up or just look at it from a different perspective. So if you like your computer, if your computer makes you happy, maybe it's because you talk with your friends on your computer every single day and mostly because of the pandemic. So yeah, try thinking that your friends make you happy. It's not the computer. The computer does connect you with your friends, but your friends won't leave you. You don't have a computer. And if they do, they're not really your friends. Um, People that disrespect you on having, I guess, cheap clothing or a cheap phone. Well, that's society. That's the way people have lived. And if you can, if you can give yourself the privilege of having like a cool phone, um, as I've had, I, I really can say that I have the privilege of having an iPhone 11, which I love. It has come really handy. But I had an iPhone 5, iPhone SE for a long, long time, and I was happy with it. And a lot of people didn't do most comments when I had it. Which I guess is out of respect. I remember that when the time I, I switched to my iPhone 11, there were a lot of people telling me like, "Hey, you finally switched to it." And sometimes I would just feel like, "Bro, like they they really were thinking about that a lot." Like the fact that the moment I changed my phone, they were like, "Bro, you changed your phone." It's like, wow. Uh, they really put attention into that. I really didn't care. I think that material stuff comes in handy for living your life, but you're the one in charge of it. Like, if I want to be famous, um, the computer works for me. Not, I think there's a lot of people that have, say this, have said this, and it just came to my mind. Like, the phrase, you, the computer works for you, not that you work for your computer. Same goes for the phone. Same goes for social media. Same goes for anything. They work for you. They help you. You don't, like, you don't owe them anything. And... Um, that's what materialism means. You don't need to be attached to anything because 
um, imagine all of your things got stolen. You got to start from zero. And yes, you might not have the same opportunities you have with a laptop than with only your phone because your laptop got stolen, but you can still climb up. Um, and just, of course, um, losing your laptop doesn't mean that you're going to be sad because, bro, I lost my laptop. You're going to be sad because you lost the stuff. Like you got something, you could say um, you got an unfair situation, something you might say you didn't deserve. As for the serving stuff, that goes for another podcast. But, well, I think that um, everybody will lose their stuff. And just getting ready for sometimes losing it can make you think ahead in case anything happens. For example, when my computer was uh, running slow, I I was I started, I had another computer when I was younger. And when, when it started running slow, I started looking at other computers and investigating on more computers because I knew that sooner or later my computer will have to go because it will not serve me correctly anymore. And that's the way it has gone in my life for a long time. I just believe deeply into having uh, other things in which I can depend on for a certain job. And if I depend too much on something, I might change that. And for example, I think that the way I'm leaving um, is it's, it's a correct way since I don't really um, depend on a specific object. For example, my headphones broke. I was kind of, mm, that sucks, my headphones broke. But I was like, I could get a new headphones. Like I can, the, what do you need when you use headphones? I asked myself and I was like, I need something to give me audio and it won't hurt my ears because I did try using the Apple um, headphones, the iPhone, the earphones, but they really were really uncomfortable for my ears. So I thought I need some headsets that could be comfortable for my um, ears. I guess good quality so they can last long. And yeah, I guess it was time for my ear for my headset to go, and it was time for a new one. So I don't, I don't, didn't really depend on the headset itself. I depended on something that made the same job as the headset. For example, a laptop. If you for some reason lose your laptop and have the, and you're in the economic situation to actually replace it, then you can replace it easily. There's nothing to do. You can have a new laptop and you start from zero. If you think about this specific laptop has all my files, back up everything in the cloud and, and like that. And some people, there's people to this day that don't trust the cloud, but just think about this. What are the chances that you lose your laptop at the same time that the cloud fails? Like, first of all, what are the chances of the cloud failing? Now, what are the chances of your computer failing? Now, what's, what are the chances of them failing exactly at the same time so that you cannot go back to any files? Th those chances are are not really on your favor. Like, they, you will not lose stuff if you back up things in the cloud. So you don't really depend on your device. You depend on something that you can do, do things as the same way you can do them in your device. For example, streaming. I could stream on a laptop. I could stream on an iPhone. I could stream on an iPad. I could stream on a PC. I can stream in a lot of devices. It's just that I like mine. And But if I ever lose it and have money, I could replace it. I even have two laptops in my case because my main laptop stops working. Of course, I might not be able to stream on the other laptop, but I might be able to do a couple of other things. As for video games, I mean, there's NVIDIA GeForce now, I think it's called. 
I could play video games in the cloud, like on this on a different server from a, a bad laptop. You know, it is all about thinking ahead on what you can do if something fails. That's why, like, whenever somebody uh, you see like your light bulb that's uh, flicking, maybe somebody will buy a new light bulb and just yeah. That's the same thing in cars. Uh, they have a system in which they warn you when something's wrong. And do you wait until something actually happens? Like, will you wait if you don't have a car? If you do, do you? Um, if your car just starts flashing that it needs repair, will you actually leave it unless you actually knew it was something not really important? Like, if it were me, I would go check it just straight ahead. I wouldn't bear just having such a loss. And the prevention, it's key on materialism materialism well just remember don't depend on objects objects are there to leave and they're not going anywhere with you people too people die too people will leave you too you will be abandoned by the death but why why not using the most of objects why not if you have it enjoy it what if not, if you have it, not search for a better one? Why not trying to give that uh, object a possible end? For example, my iPhone that I was talking about earlier. I gave my iPhone SE three years because that's normally what iPhones last without having any problems. But my iPhone went pretty well. It works to now. If I change the battery, it will be a perfect iPhone. And if you tell me this iPhone 11, the most um, normal thing to do would be saying I give this iPhone 11 about five to six years because it's about twice or more as better. I hope it really doesn't fail on me, but if it does, I can do some minor repairs. And if it does fail on me, I can get another phone. There's plenty of phones. There's plenty of phones that are even getting cheaper. And yeah, like maybe there's some even better phone if my phone ever breaks and I can get it. I really don't I really don't call people at the moment. So if I ever need a phone, I can just get a cheap one. I'm just giving examples at this point of what you can do when you think ahead of yourself, because that's a great technique to apply. Not only if you want to get rid of your emotional link to material stuff, but if you want to live life in a less dependent way, if you want to depend less on people, if you want to depend less on objects or situations, because there's, uh, for example, people in the pandemic, I'm glad to say, that I am not dying over the pandemic because I cannot go out. I love going out, but I see going out as a pleasure, not as a hobby or a habit. Um, going out with friends will be something cool. Like, hey, today I'm going out with friends. Yay. Next week I'm going out with friends. Double J. That's awesome. But um, if you're like, this day you're not going out with friends, I'm not going to go like, why? But that's part of me. No. Part of me just living. Maybe staying at home which is the most, I guess, the most vanilla thing to do. And then um, going out will be uh, something cool, something extra you can do. And when you take away that extra, you should start learning to live without all those extras, without streaming. It really hurts when I, if I think about living without streaming, without talking to people who I really don't know via screen. It does hurt, but I mean, it's an extra. If uh, I remember accepting the fact that when I got into high school, I just couldn't bear doing the same schedule I had uh, before when streaming because I just couldn't do that. And it was part of, like, I, I just appreciated the moment. I, as my graduation shirt says, 
I don't know if you guys say, but I know, but my graduation shirt says, um, don't be sad because it's over, be happy because it happened. And yeah, it's a very cheesy phrase, but it is completely true. Like when you, you, you gotta appreciate the moment that happened, not the actual end of it, because what's the point on just seeing the end of something? The end is very short. When something ends, how much does something last unending? Like if your controller dies, how much time did it take from it working to it not start working? Maybe zero seconds. Like there's the moment like it stops working. It's not that it stops working little by little. Maybe it can fail, but it works. You know, the like someone dying, they're still alive until the point they their body actually doesn't work. You know, their heart doesn't pump. So they they just die from like from living to death. There's just a stop, you know, from working to not working. It's just a, yeah, that and you got to and how small is that part? Like the and you how much importance do we give to that part of something's life or of something's journey when a when a journey ends, I guess you could say the ending of a journey can uh, can be from the day you have to leave a country or the country you're vacationing in and then you take an airplane maybe or you take your car or the way home that's the ending of it but then look at how much you had a vacation or everything it's just matter of of seconds compared to the actual fun you have the ending is nothing compared to the journey or the start because sometimes you could say the start does take some time because you think about something and the moment something starts maybe it has already started because you were already planning it so in conclusion remember that you are uh, born in this world with absolutely nothing and you actually leave with absolutely nothing unless there is something there's a way that you can actually uh, in your religion or stuff you can actually like bring material stuff into places i don't know but um, you're gonna die as, as harsh as it sounds you're gonna die alone and you gotta think about how little will it take you to die and how big is the appreciation you can have while living so yeah appreciate what why you leave don't depend on other stuff on making you happy don't depend on other objects people to define the person you are or the person you will become to be there is no formula for living just try to adapt this uh, of this knowledge to whatever you'd like. Just remember that getting rid of stuff sometimes even heals your heart. And have a nice day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you learned something. This was a little, I guess, short version of the podcast. We normally do about 40 minutes. We did 30. Have a nice day. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, remember to love your teammates in life as in the game. Remember to... Um, love nature and remember to drink water if you have homework be sure to do it i hope i was a great company for whatever you're doing right now and i'll see you on the next episode of messy future this was Ellie gentro episode 5 of messy future hope you liked it bye